3: It's Freddie Prince Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: The Volume.
4: The 3 Now Podcast with me, John Middlecoff, is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. It's America's number one sportsbook. Very easy to use, safe and secure. You get your winnings fast. I cannot recommend it enough. Love gambling with FanDuel. If you are new Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code COLLIN so they know we sent you. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, 3 and Out podcast. How are we doing? A little Sunday mailbag, really easy. At John Middlecoff is my Instagram Fire in those DMs on Instagram and get your question answered here on the show. We like interacting with the people. Uh, and this is really the podcast version of The Collars and how I uh, how I talk to you guys. So, at John Middlecoff, just my name, fire up in those DMs. We put out a little one every Sunday. Okay, let's start with Austin. Two questions. One, you have a chance to achieve your biggest life goals. And you have to listen to three hours of Rex Ryan Or Jason Witten and Booger McFarlane calling a game? Which are you picking? LOL. It's pretty funny. And number two, think the Cowboys miss Cooper at all? I'll start with one. You know, if I just had to talk football with a guy, I actually think Jason Witten wouldn't be that bad. Uh, He's clearly a high-level guy. I heard him on a podcast one time. I was really impressed. He's just bad on television. Booger would actually – I would love to go to an LSU game with Booger, be kind of treated like royalty. Uh, he's. I, I've always said Booger's good on college football. Rex would probably be last. So, I mean, I, I'd probably just go with Jason Wynn. I, I think Rex, who was an excellent defensive mind and defensive coach, he's actually just – he was better as a personality when he was in the league than he is actually on television. Uh, so, you know, in an upset here, I'm going with Witten, Um, uh, two, think the Cowboys miss Cooper. I, I say it all the time. He's a bizarre player because you, you think he should do more yet. Like Thursday night, I'm pretty sure he have like nine catches and a hundred yards and a touchdown. Like Amari produces and Amari produced a lot with, uh, with Dak, obviously Amari produced a lot with Derek Carr. Amari Cooper, seven catches, 101 yards, touchdown. Like, there's no way around it. Amari, so, so far this season doesn't include the first two games. Okay, so he's got, even against the Jets, nine catches, 101 yards, and touchdown. So, right now, he's got, through three games, uh, 19 catches, over 200 yards, and two touchdowns. (laughs) I mean, he's... Yeah, I I think they miss him for sure. They miss him and Cedric Wilson. Hard to hard to replace productive players. I feel like the Patriots have been getting too much hate. Now I don't think they're a great team, but definitely not seven win team. The Pats have always been slow in September, so I think they pick it up. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm down on them. Uh, I mean, I, I they got worked week one. The Dolphins might be pretty good, at least solid. But I mean, come on, the, the Steelers are just they're just not good. So I, I don't put much stock in beating Mr. Bisky, Mitch or Mac Jones is turning the ball over. I, I think I I I looked this up the other day. Is it 15 picks in the last 19 games? Set, he, he's thrown a bunch of picks. Look, he threw a bunch of picks last year, especially down the stretch, and he's already got multiple picks this season. He's not Mr. You know, never turn over the ball. I thought part of Mac was like controlling the football. Not really working here. Man, you're my favorite football analyst, is on the call tonight for Brown Steelers. I don't really know what that meant, but maybe he means Herb Streets' favorite football analyst? I actually flipped around some of the different... I didn't realize this. Amazon has different... They have Dude Perfect, which I, I actually couldn't find. Someone told me that Dude Perfect has a side thing with them. They have like an all-22 stat deal, which I thought was a little much. Uh, because like when you run a route, the line follows the route. Uh, now I I do appreciate any company that's trying to innovate and mix things up. I do think that stuff can be a little overrated. Like everyone's like show all the all twenty two tape. Yeah, like I, I would imagine one percent of fans watch that. Like w- no one's watching all twenty two tape unless you work in the NFL. But I, you know you might as well try it and see if it works. The other thing is they can tell immediately how many people watch. You, you know like uh, the college football playoffs when you get like Alabama plays Clemson in the first round and they have this alternate broadcast? And in theory, it should be pretty good, but they bring in like eight coaches. It's like the dude from Boston College, dude from Duke, Jimbo, uh, PJ Fleck, another dude that just got fired, Lugan Bill, which you go, God, this could be pretty good. A lot of personality. It's just too much ego in the in the same room. You got all these alphas, all these guys that sit at the top or the front of the long table. When you're the head football coach, there's a long ass table because you got 15 coaches working for you, a number of staff. In a staff meeting, you might have 30 people and you're the fucker that everyone's looking at. So you're used to being an alpha and the head of the room with your staff and your team 365. So you go into this room and you kind of got to defer, which obviously as a head coach, you defer sometimes your assistants, but in that, it's about like, it, it's just a tough spot. And honestly, it never works, ever. And that broadcast is kind of made for me, super nerdy, guys just kind of talking, telling some war stories, you know, and it just it just doesn't pop. It, it never has worked. And I've checked it out for 10 straight years. Uh, so, but... Props to Amazon, trying different things. Love the pot. Keeps me sane during my way too long commute. I have heard you say you're not into hockey. I was wondering why. Everyone I drag to their first Islander game has a blast. Also, is there something you see the NFL doing that the NHL could do to emulate football success? Thanks. When I say I'm not into hockey, I don't mean I don't appreciate it, enjoy playoff hockey, and have a shitload of respect for hockey players. I actually love uh, Barstool's guy, Ryan Whitney, uh, their hockey podcast. I've listened to several episodes when they've had like coaches on, and I don't follow hockey, but I, I find the sport and the mindset behind it very entertaining. I, I, I At this point in time in my life, when I was 23, I watched a baseball game every night. I watched a ton of NBA. I watched unlimited football, and I watched a lot of PGA Tour golf. You know, the older you get, I don't even have kids yet. Yeah, I, I just don't have time. I don't have time to take it all in. You know, I spend so much of my energy on football and golf. Then, like, the older you get, you get responsibilities. You got to spend some time with your girlfriend or your wife. You eventually get kids. You got to spend some time with them. You got to work out. You got to – you only have so much time in a day. So it's not that I don't not like the sport, though, you know, I grew up in California. we we just not a big hockey place. I know that they have the Sharks. I've never been to a game. I would love to go. Uh, though I'm in Arizona, basically full time moving forward, uh, just rented out an office. It should be pretty sweet. I'm gonna. I just bought some TVs today. We're gonna make that bad boy look badass. It's gonna be a little man cave slash office. That should be up and running hopefully by the middle of next week. Actually, not the middle of the next week because I got to go home and try to figure out the condo and rent that bad boy out. So it's it's a work in progress. But I, I went to Target. Target, I highly recommend Target. Great place to buy televisions. I mean, you can get 65-inch new Samsungs for like $450. If you just need little side TVs, like 43 inches or 50 inches, you can get them for like $200. It's crazy. They're price points. Because I was like, you know, 2022, not a huge brick-and-mortar shop guy. So it's just like everything off Amazon. But the TV deals at Target blow Amazon out of the water. Not even a fair fight. And listen, a lot of, a lot of respect for Bezos. But the TV game, not cheap. New listener, just a few months. Love the insight and the experience into a player and team when evaluating them. I'm out in Columbus, Ohio. So I'm curious to hear your thoughts on the Browns and how well they have to do with Jacoby in order to have playoff hopes. Writing this after a dreadful Jets loss. So they're one and one. Well, now they're two and one. Uh, will five wins, six wins, seven wins cuts it. So thanks if you get around to it. As a reminder, Brissett will play. Okay, so they're two and one. And they get a long break. They got to go to the Falcons, who, Falcons are a little feistier than I thought. Mariota looks pretty good. Drake London actually doesn't look bad. Obviously, Kyle Pitts, I know he's not doing anything, but he's really talented. Arthur Smith, pretty creative guy. Uh, I'll give them a win. So you guys are 3-1. Chargers, loss, 3-2. Patriots, 4-2. At Ravens, loss, 4-3. Bengals, kind of in shambles. Let's give you a win there. Uh, five and three. So you're eight wins, you're five and three and every Browns fan would sign up for that. Here's a tough little stretch. At Dolphins, at Bills, Buccaneers. I think if you could just be six and five, but I, I, I do think that we overrate. If I hadn't recorded a podcast in two years, had not recorded a podcast. Now, I might have watched football, obviously talked football with my friends, text with football with my friends. I mean, I talk sports for a living For the last, you know, about to be 38 for, I don't know, 35 years? Maybe not 30. I couldn't talk. Maybe at three years old. Definitely for 30 plus years, I've been talking about sports. But, you know, I've done it very, very specifically these last like 14. Working in college football, working in the NFL, and then talking for a living for about the last almost a decade now. So I I do think you can't, like, if I didn't record a podcast, let's just say for six months, and then I just press play, I don't think it's just quite like riding a bike. And recording a podcast and talking is infinitely easier than playing quarterback. So this notion that, let's just, let's give you the benefit of the doubt. Let's say, let's say you're seven and four. You're seven and four when Jacoby somehow, which seems hard looking at the schedule, but let's just, let's just give you that. How can this guy, having not played football and he's not able to practice, I, I don't know. I, I, have a, I have a hard time seeing that in a weird way, obviously, big picture, he's a better player than Jacoby Brissett. But in the short term, just this year, what if he's worse? It's not inconceivable. If you haven't done something for a long time and someone that you're better at has been doing that same thing, when you first start doing that again, let's just say two years in, what you, you could pick anything. You could pick snow skiing. You could pick painting. You could pick fucking sales. It, it doesn't matter. That guy more than likely is going to just be more confident. So I I I do wonder and question how seamless a transition it will be for Deshaun whenever he comes back. I know you didn't watch the, uh, the Broncos-Texan game with sound on. Near the end of the game, the fans were counting down the playcock similar to the fans counting down Giannis at the free throw line. We know the coach has issues with clock management, but doesn't this have to do more with Russ? The dude has taken thousands of snaps. Show some urgency. Welcome to Arizona. I agree. Like, you can't talk to the quarterback after 15 seconds. So regardless if I'm slow or quick to get the play clock in, once 15 seconds, you know, running down on the play clock the microphone goes dead in Russell's ear. So I, I watched, obviously I watched the first game live, and you get a better feel for it live than when you watch the condensed version. But there's an urgency with Russell, and here's the thing with Russell. I, I, I talk some smack about the whole, his act, which is, I don't even think an act. I think it's how he is, but I, I just, I can't take it that seriously. I've never disputed his focus and his desire to be great at football and how much it matters to him, how much he tries. So it's very weird to see a guy, I wouldn't say going through the motions, but like when Tom Brady got to Tampa, it was like, dude was on tilt. Dude was on edge. It was like, God, you you could feel the tension watching Tampa early on. Remember that first year with him and Arians? Peyton Manning, same thing. I remember hearing stories from a dude that was in Denver when Peyton got there, and it was like everyone was immediately on eggshells because Peyton was so driven. And it was just like everyone. You better follow my lead. Here we go. Like I'm gonna will us. Just everything we do. It feels like Russell. I, I don't know. I, so, something's off. I, I don't. I'm not around there every day. I can't put my finger on it. But I think we all have to acknowledge. So far, it's been off. Now Sunday night. If you're listening, obviously on Sunday morning or Sunday day, it's a big game for. Him. It's a big game for Kyle Shanahan, Jimmy Garoppolo, Russell Wilson, Nate Hackett. This is just. This is a big ass storyline game. Kyle Shanahan's getting shit on by Twitter trolls for running Trey Lance too much. Uh, he wouldn't have to do that if Trey could just be a little more accurate. And obviously no one wanted him to get hurt. So there's some tension there in the bay. And obviously there's a lot of tension in Denver with the head coach, is Russell slipping. So it's just people are edgy. It's an edgy sport. Why the NFL is king? Because everything matters. But I'm with you. Like, I don't, I don't understand where his urgency went. I'm trying to be a glass half full future for the franchise. Best case, we get a top three pick, we get Stroud or Bryce, hire a new coach, but would be a Panthers thing to do, win meaningless games and keep rule on board. What's your realistic outlook for Carolina going forward? Well, they've actually been pretty competitive through the first two weeks. I mean, they easily could have won the Browns game. The dude hit like a, what, a 56-yard field goal. Uh, And the Browns are pretty good. Like we saw on Thursday night, the Browns have a lot of talent. Uh, You know, the Giants, I don't think, are nearly as talented as the Browns, but you got to give Dayball, bald brother, some credit. He's got them playing hard. But you can only, whether it's high school football, whether it's college football, whether it's pro football, playing so many games closely and be like, ah, we were just right there, ah. If we had just made that tackle, oh my, if the DB had just held on to the interception, all of a sudden you look up and you're one and six, you know? So eventually you got to win a couple games. So it's like, okay, we're actually not that bad. We're three and three because they're this game against from New Orleans. And then I know they play the Niners here in a couple weeks. Like, are are they going to be one and five or are they going to be three and three? To me, if they're a one and five team, they're just going to spiral. And honestly, they'll probably fire him. But do they win a couple games? Like, do they win this week and be like, okay, we're not dead? I, I saw Matt Rule say he like thinks they're pretty close. I don't even totally disagree with them. Like, I I've watched them a lot because especially last week I bet on them. I, I bet on them twice actually, and they're not as bad as you think. Not that you think they're bad, but they 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 gotta eventually win a game. Question about the league rules. Chiefs linebacker Willie Gay Jr. just caught a four-game suspension for a case that concluded in July. It was property damage that totaled less than $1,000. He broke his ex-girlfriend's vacuum cleaner. Why did the league wait until now to suspend him? Is there ever a rhyme or reason to it? And I can't help but notice that the NFL held off on handing down the ruling until now, making him ineligible to play against the Bills week six of all the teams. I don't think it was a malicious but I still think it's a really bad look. This also comes a couple weeks after the NFL decided not to suspend Frank Clark for a felony weapon charge, just hoping you can make a little more sense. Uh, Joe, I, I can't. I When I saw Willie Gay got suspended, I'm like, I don't remember Willie Gay getting in any trouble. So I had forgotten about, I guess, that vacuum cleaner incident. I Listen, your, is, your question is as good as mine. I hate, I hate in life no rhyme or reason to things. I like doing things with a purpose, having a consistent plan, having a consistent uh, you know, outlook of knowing what's coming, anything we do. So I've never liked Roger Goodell just kind of you randomly get suspended for something that could happen two years ago. It's like, oh, three games for this guy. It's like, bro, it's week four, and that was three years ago. But that's just the NFL has been pretty consistent how they are not consistent. I'd be pissed off if I were you too. Love your stuff. Randomly found you through Colin's feed. Haven't missed an episode since. I know you're off on Denver, and I think we'll finish fourth in the AFC West. As a lifelong Broncos fan who's watched every minute of both our first two games, I can admit that Russ hasn't looked his best. However, I would say our big problem right now is coaching and decision-making. With the Raiders down 0-2 and your questions around McDaniels outside the Belichick cocoon, and Carr with a whopping zero playoff wins, are you still putting the Raiders over Denver? That's a good question. I I definitely think it's in play that the Raiders, I mean, both these two teams got to win this week. I mean, the Raiders don't have a choice. At 0-2, at you used to go to 0-3. If, if the Raiders go 0-3, like, yeah, I'm not picking them to get to eight wins. But if they win this week, I think they play the Chiefs the following week. Uh, I, I'm less bullish on the Raiders for sure. Less bullish on them for sure. Um, but I do think both the teams, if they figure it out, can get around that nine-win mark. And if you get to nine wins, like that means going into December, you got a chance to get the double digits. I, I think both teams have the talent. With the Raiders, their they're coach and their O-line needs to figure it out. And with Denver, like the coach and the quarterback got to get on the same page. I mean, the coach's got to figure out just how to... <laughs> operate and the quarterback he's one of the greatest players of the last decade easily easily he had like a four or five year stretch where i I thought he was the top five player in the league quarter even non-quarterback just i mean he's been one of the best players in the league for a long stretch and that's a league with brady rogers mahomes like russell wilson was really good for a long period of time so he's he's got to figure it out Like, eventually, you just got to make some plays. Like, ultimately, the timeouts and all that crap, there are just plays where he drops back, and it's like, what are we doing here? Now, some of it is, bro, you're not playing with Lockett and DK right now, so, and Russell's one of the great deep ball throwers ever. Even some of the balls he threw against the Texans, that deep ball, when it's in the air, is football porn. It is beautiful. The arc... The spiral, and he's pretty accurate with it. But, like, one, Lockett was usually wide open, and two, DK was like six foot eight, 250 pounds, and could jump 85 inches. I mean, he's a freak's freak. Let's face it, when DK showed up, Russell and him started kicking the shit out of people. So, like, I-, I like some of the Denver guys. They ain't DK Metcalf. Like, those three guys that came out in the draft class a couple years ago, all three of them, absolute badasses, Debo, AJ, DK. I'd go to war with any three of those guys. I know DK It looks a little weird right now. Don't blame him. Look who he's playing with. AJ Brown, look what he's doing with Jalen. I mean, boom, Debo, they're handing the ball. Debo had a run week two against Seattle where Trey Lance should have kept the ball. It was his own read, but he's not a great decision maker, hands it to Debo, even though it is not the right read. The defensive end is an inch away from Debo. Debo jukes him out. Then there are three defenders right in front of Debo. And Debo jukes all three of them out and goes for 52 yards. I Honestly, Debo, we talk, I think Jonathan Taylor and Chubb in some order, I would probably put Chubb, then Jonathan Taylor are the best running backs. I think if Debo just became a running back, he would immediately be one of the best running backs in the league. Because, like, Kamara is like a hybrid receiver McCaffrey, you know, I I watched him bust a big run the other day. Not the same. Saquon's kind of back. Henry looks like he's trending the wrong way. Uh, But that that class of those three guys, absolute monsters. Okay, uh, let's end on this. I've agreed with you that Tua sucks, but six touchdowns is pretty impressive. Do you think he'll keep it up, that play, or was Baltimore falling asleep being up so big? He's got a a big five-day stretch here coming up. He plays obviously the Bills Sunday, which is a fantastic game. And then if you're watching the Amazon game on Thursday, they play the Bengals. I mean, Bills Bengals back to back. Like Tua could, a lot of people are going to watch that Bills game. And obviously, he plays, you know, in a primetime game. So Tua can shut up, including myself, a lot of people. You throw six touchdowns in an NFL game. I don't care if you're playing the the 0 16 Lions or you're playing the 0 7 Patriots. That is very, very impressive. Very impressive. Obviously, the and he's not playing the own 16 Lions. I mean, the Ravens are a 10-plus win team. I think when the dust settles, they're probably like 11-12 win team. That, that, that was a... Uh, I know he had some wide-open guys, but isn't that part of his job? They get open, he hits them. So props to Tua for shutting everybody up. Adios. <laughs>
0: bundled savings variant are not available in every state coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions
1: the elevation with stephen furtick podcast was created with you in mind this is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from god together in this podcast we'll dive deep into scripture uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff.